Hello, everybody. Welcome to Legacy Leadership with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and we have an awesome guest today who's got a really powerful new book out that I'm Who, excited the to pickleball about. one upper. The, it's the pickleball. Oh my gosh, the pickleball name dropper. <laughs> oh Ooh, my baby. gosh, really? Yes, it's him. It's him. I'm the one and only. I think Scotty Koufos schools him. <laughs> uh, have you? Do you know Koufos? I I don't know Scotty well. I know of Scotty, and I'm sure that I'm sure he would destroy me. He's a hundred, and you're going to win. So I know that. So I'm just telling you, I am excited about Rob Sperry in every area. So now, you know, whatever he takes on, he just goes crazy at. So now he's like good at pickleball, like world class at pickleball. No. And it's so exciting. Not and- world class, but I've got goals to be there. So. Hopefully, hopefully, right? With a little uh, hard work and deliberation, we'll get there. So, I have learned not to bet against him. Yep. Yeah. So here's, I saw that Luis Ariaza deal that time when it was the trainer of the year on Business for Home and Luis Ariaza was pulling out all the stops. And all of a sudden, they have this dark horse comes out of nowhere. And Luis goes, who is this guy? And I go, he's a beast. He can't beat you, though. And it was such an absolute wipe up unbelievable event because Rob Sperry does not like to lose. And it's that simple. And he's done that throughout writing all these books throughout becoming a premier generic coach. I challenged this guy a long time ago. And I said, listen, you got to tell me the truth. Are you really a generic coach? And he said, Tom, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I am a generic coach. I am here to train this profession. I am here to keep the bad guys away from the good people. And that's who I am. That's what I stand for. I treat them like my family. I treat them like my children. And by goodness gracious, he's done just that. And I love him. If you look at how many people are members of the game and networking, it will blow your mind. The guy is an anomaly. Take it away, Adrian. Take it away, Rob. Man, we are glad to have you, and uh, this is going to be a fun conversation. So, welcome to the show, Rob. Thanks. I'm glad my mom sent you that that generous uh, introduction, Tom. I really appreciate it. That is a true story, though. Tom did uh, call me out, and behind the scenes, we won't give names or details, but he's like, "There's a couple people, actually, one person in particular. I've never broken that trust." He says, "You're going back in the field within six months." I don't even know if you remember that. I do. And you know this and this and this. I'm like, no. When I say I'm going to do something, I stick to it. Um, and that's it. I'm like, it's already done. Like I will be the coach. That's what I'm going to do. And now we fast forward. I don't even know what is it? Six years later, whatever it is. Uh, it's fun to be here. I appreciate uh, the candor that you gave there. And uh, after that, I was so fortunate to get to know Adrian. I know we've, we've all hung out in different countries and different places. And it's been, uh, it's been a ton of fun. And you guys already know the best part about this book. Do you remember which page, Tom? 109. 109. <laughs> book. I'm like, dude, I sent you guys the book. Like you should have gotten the book. Look, I'm it, like, check the I mail. like it so much. I've even got it. I've got it. Oh, that one is green. So you can't see it, but it's earmarked. I've got a dog eared and I surprise name drop. So I don't just name drop and pickleball. I surprise name drop contact mapping. Why? honestly it wasn't like they didn't even know it until they got the book it was because it fit in the section that they're in and that's a little like little preview like read the section 
and you'll understand, but it actually fit. And I was thinking of like tools and resources when we were talking about networking and going into more depth and detail. So that's why I did it. But it wasn't like a glossary of resources. We were the only ones mentioned, which was really, really heartwarming. And I just want you to know that I trained a bunch of really, really good network marketers this Saturday. And the guy that put was Ariaza. And he goes, you know, you got to bring the rain. It cannot be something you phone in. It's got to be new. It's got to be relevant. And I flew into L.A. to give this big, big deal with a notebook full of stuff from many, many years. And I said, you know, I've got Sperry on the radio on Tuesday. I think I'm going to read that book and kill two birds with one stone. And I literally trained your book because it's that good. It was the and I'm telling you, I think it's the best book you've written. So that's how good it is. And everybody needs to go buy it. It's that simple. Well, I appreciate it. It's a, it's always tough when you go into the skills and modern day techniques, but then old school principles are still always the same principles, right? And so uh, changing times, but uh, we're always adapting and, and doing our best and trying to take information that you can apply to the newest person, as well as someone who's maybe stuck and someone who's at a high level rank and been in the business for years and years and years is, uh, is a challenge, but it was a fun challenge. It's awesome. So here's what I, uh, it, and it finally clicked into place for me, actually, as I read this book, which I highly, highly recommend you go check out. And if you listen on the radio, you can go and find the book. It's Rob Sperry, S-P-E-R-R-Y.com slash confessions. The book is Confessions of a Top Recruiter. And so you definitely want to write that down. You want to go check it out. But the thing that finally clicked into place for me, because and, and I know this about you. You're a huge, you're like as about as introverted a dude as there is. <laughs> and what that turned you into is the most methodical recruiter, the most, like you, you really think in terms of systems, you really think in terms of leverage. And also you had, I think because of maybe the sports background, because if you don't know about Rob, he was a very a highly competitive tennis player himself. He was a tennis pro, tennis teacher. Now he's going to be the world number one in pickleball. Who knows? But he, that drive, that combination of this, you know, you're an introvert, you get thrust into sort of an extrovert's game, but you have this drive in this competitive. And so you had to figure out the systems to get there. And I think that's what has made you so special. And it feels to me like that's really what you have distilled into this book. Do you think that, is that accurate as far yeah, as that's you accurate. think about that's, yourself? That's a really good insight as far as being introverted. And when I started out, I was just so scared of, of recruiting and sponsoring. I'm a recovering people pleaser. I'm the president of the BRPP, the Recovering People Pleaser Club. Anyone wants to apply to be the VP, you can, but I'm El Presidente. And so for me, it was like, I was so scared. What if I offend them? What if I try to close them? What if they make fun of me? Like everything was just so scared, scared. And then finally, you know, I learned, you know what? There's a way to do this. There's a way to approach people the right way where I can still be bold and still be myself. And then I also got really good at networking where I just said, you know what? Anyone who says no, I'm literally going to track. And this is before contact mapping. I'm going to track everybody's names. I'm going to put them in my phone. I'm going to put when I met them, how I met them. And I'm going to put a reminder in my phone. I had to do old school, like everything manual. It wasn't systematized like contact mapping is. And so I would legit reach out to everybody constantly. So I got to the point where I did minimum my worst month. I would do 300 non-business related reach outs. And don't get me wrong. That doesn't work if you don't reach out as well and have direct asks. But if you do both together, 
you just, I mean, it's like taking a little teeny fire and turning into a bonfire. You're pouring kerosene on that little, you know, those flames and turning into a bonfire. And so that's what I constantly did. I felt like I could out network because everyone thought so short term. It was like sell, 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 pitch, pitch, pitch. Oh, hey, Tom, Adrian, you said no. And then hit you up three, three years later. Hey, Tom, Adrian, besties, besties of the world. Haven't talked to you in three years. Hey, want to join my business? Right. And you're just like, screw you. I don't really care what you have. Like, screw you. I haven't talked to you since the last time you pitched me. And so in my mind, I knew I was a giver, but I also had to be perceived as a giver, not a taker. And so that's where I kind of came up with that and started getting very methodical in the way that I approached. That's a huge insight, right? Because it's one thing, you know, many of the people who I who make the mistake you just talked about of falling into this trap of only reaching out every three years when they are they decided to sign up for the new deal and pitch you on that one instead. They actually are giving people, they're just, they're painfully shy. They're what, you know, they, they haven't done something to overcome whatever is stopping them. And so you don't, the, the other person is not receiving them or experiencing them as a giving person because their fear has prevented them from staying in touch in the meantime or their shyness or whatever it is. And so you have to make sure that the rest of the world experiences you as a giver, not just those closest to you because the, you know, that's, that's not a big enough group of people to be able to build a business, right? hundred percent. Hey, if you guys are watching this, do us a favor. If you find value, tag some friends, share it. If you don't, then don't. Just, just listen in with a little bit of caution. But if you do find some value, tag, tag some friends, right? Have them come participate, collaborate. If you're listening to the radio, then you can come back later and, and share it. We don't want you crashing or doing anything crazy, right? Depending on where you're at. But uh, these guys are the best of the best. It's just these principles, principles are timeless. Successful people just do the basics better. And coming back to these basics, but then being extremely disciplined is so important and crucial. And that creates that compound effect as we know. And that's, that's what I am. I'm not the fastest. I'm not the smartest. I don't start out, you know, on fire right away for me. I am more methodical as Adrian said, but I look at it and say, you know what, if someone else can do it, I can do it. It may take me a lot longer. It probably will, but if I can be deliberate, and I think that's the part people miss with the 10,000 hour rule, right? They think it's just 10,000 hours. No, it's 10,000 hours of deliberate practice. I can't tell you how many people I saw play tennis for 20 years and never got any better. Like not even a little bit because they just played, 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 played. You have to be deliberate. So even now when I play pickleball, if I go like sign up for a group and I, let's say I'm a little better than the group, I'm like, who cares? I can still get a lot better. So I'm like, hey, what's the shot I'm practicing today? What's a shot that I'm really bad at that I need to get better at? And I'm thinking long-term as I go. And so that's in all aspects of life. There you go. That's, that's huge. And, and you, you do, you have always this opportunity to get better. You have always this opportunity to be focused on, on getting to that next level. And Tom's got a joke. Cause I can tell he's got that. No, 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 no. I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about, Gary, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about Gary Vanerchuk and I'm thinking about me who I always think about. And <laughs> here's the deal. It's discipline. It's consistency. That isn't excelling. That's just things you're good at. Be disciplined, be consistent. Gary Vanerchek talks about kindness, 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 ask. Ours is remember, 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 ask. Set up the ask with the remembers. 
we're involved with a personal development coach that every 90 days they have a big co- a big call and in that whole deal they get these people to jump on the phone and just throw up on people about a charity and i just get so irritated cuz why didn't they start that at the beginning start the remembers wheel it through set that up so people are remembered and then giving because that's all we want to do is be what i love most about all of you is what you remember about me. And I think that's all human beings, don't you? Yeah, it's totally true. And it's amazing. This is one of those areas, you know, there's a handful of places where it there's really no competition if you just show up because everyone else is so busy zoning out, watching TV, doing whatever they're doing, you know, obsessing over whatever it is that's going on in their life, not really thinking about anybody else, not because they're jerks, just because they don't have a practice around doing this. And when you can start showing up as that person that gives a crud about other people, magic happens. So we've got Rob Sperry here. You're on the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault. We're going to take a quick break. Go check out robsperry.com slash confessions, and we'll be right back after this. Isn't it astounding? Hmm. The people watching this show commenting the most are the best at this. Yeah. You know, you look at April Rome. You take a look at Christina Zahari. You take a look at David Robertson. You take a look at Dr. Lisa Singletary. You take a look at Robert White. And these people know how to do this. And then you get these great big network marketers that are standing in their ivory tower telling people to do what they don't do. It makes me nuts. We're coming back. And we're back on Legacy Leadership with Adrian Chenault and Tom Chenault. We are talking to the one and only Rob Sperry. And we were chatting before the show, and he mentioned something to me that I've been just very curious about because he's been sharing a little bit of it on his social media. And it really fits into this theme of legacy. And it fits into something that I, I really feel like in in his own way that my dad did for me, which was to really expose me to amazing people growing up to help me to develop. And he did that by encouraging me to read books, even paying me on the clock working for him to read books as a, as a young kid, and then exposing me to mentors of his along the way. And Rob has been, if you don't follow him on social media, you definitely want to. But one of the many cool things that he does is he has done a handful of these masterminds for teenagers oh. with his oldest son, who's a senior in high school, and it is cool. So Rob, tell, tell me a little bit about what you have been doing and what that experience has been like for you. Yeah. I mean, it just started with, I was like, oh crap, he's a senior. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to step up my game. And so it started about eight months ago. Since then, we've had 13 different speakers come. We're talking like the top of the top. I mean, I'll just give you an example. The very last one that came owns $88 million in real estate. Um, just has this insane $5 million home. And um, he's just great guy, owns four companies. And he reached out to me and just said, Hey, Rob, he's like, look, I love what you're doing with these masterminds. He's like, um, is there any way that I could speak to them? And so you could teach me how these things are run and how it operates. And so I could start doing that. I'm like, yeah. And so it's been really crazy cool. We start out with maybe five kids. And then my daughter, who's a sophomore, she's like, well, I want to come too. And and uh, eventually, I think we're up to 18 kids now. The last one, we had 17 of 18 kids show up. None of them are on their phones. All of them bring their notes, like their, their little notebooks. 
take notes like crazy. A lot of times, depending where we're at, they, they linger around for another hour just asking me questions. All of them have access um, to Audible. And so I've given them access to 300 plus books on one of my Audible accounts. And so they're texting like, which book should they read next? And they're going through books and taking notes and different things and studying. A couple of them have started businesses. Uh, one already signed up for door-to-door sales this summer because we had one of the top guys that does you know what i do and what eric does for the door-to-door industry and he came and spoke to them and so this person went out and so you know another guy that showed up two two times ago he owns a private jet and the coolest part about it is is you think it's about money it started out with money to impress them but it's never about the money it always leads into you know money can give you opportunities for humanitarian time it always leads into what true success is and what true happiness is. Yeah. And it's just funny to see the commonalities. Like I don't have to prep them and tell them, make sure you tell them it's more about more than just the money. Every single time, every speaker has, has done that without fail and without question. And so uh, it's just remarkable to see the things that, that they've been taught. Um, I've been asked all over the country by people that do a bigger event, people, if they could fly in their kids, I've had several start to do them. And so it's like one of those things, it's a good thing getting out of hand where I'm like, I just want to help my kids, you know? So uh, now all these other kids are randomly shooting me messages. Hey, can I come? Can I come? You know, you hate saying no. So I'm like trying to figure it all out on the fly. But uh, in the end, it's been super, super fun and fulfilling so far. That is so cool. And you, one of the things in, in that we were talking about before the show is that, you know, you, you created this entirely on be, you know, to, to pour into your, your son and his friends and your daughter and her friends. And yet it actually has become this thing that has led to some really powerful new connections for you. And I just, you know, so often that I, I think there's so many echoes of that in network marketing and in any other business that, you know, a lot of times when you get into this space of contribution, that gets you around the right kind of people who are also in the space of contribution. And lo and behold, those are the, exactly the kind of people that you'd like to be around. And you sort of stumble into these much more powerful ways of connecting with them than if you had just set out with the goal of connecting with that kind of person in the first place, right? Yeah, people just don't, they, like they hear it, but they don't get it. This guy I talked to this morning, I haven't talked to him in like five years. And he uh, he sold this company for at least 15 million. And now he's all about just giving back and connecting corporations to giving back. He's like, I wish people understood that you actually make more money if you stop worrying about the money and take care of people. And I'm like, yeah, but most people don't realize that until they make the money. He's like, you're right. You're right. They don't. I'm like, you sold your company for a lot. So you get it. But the people that get it, get it. It's like this. That wasn't my intent. But now you see like what it could be and what it's turning into if I want to pursue that. And that's something that, you know, I'm passionate about and excited. But yeah, it goes back to value, 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 value for sure. You are a rock star. What's that website? Robsberry.com forward slash confessions. confessions. Yep. If you don't buy this book, you're out of your mind. If you don't plug into what Rob is doing, you're out of your mind. There are very few people in the category that Rob Sperry is in. And not only that, he surrounds himself with like-minded people. We love him. He is a beast. He's only got a few more minutes with us, so stick around. We'll be back right after this. Nice job, Mr. Radio Host. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hello, Chad Williams and Doug Stare and Kelly Dalton and Katie 
Ganelli, all my buddies. It's good to have all look at this. Erica Dale, good to see you. Just awesome, right? Good. We got awesome people here for an awesome guest. So it's beautiful. We're coming back. Katie, I see she plays tennis. Yeah, man. Tennis player. She's a beast. All right, we're coming back in three seconds. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. It's the Legacy Leadership Show. We've got one of the best of the best. His name is Rob Sperry. He's doing events in places you cannot believe. A big one coming up in Bora Bora. Another one right after that coming up in Monte Carlo. He is just smart. He takes people to exotic locations. He locks them in, locks them down. And the next thing you know, those people come out trained as network marketers and they have the experience and the tax write-off of a lifetime. I strongly suggest you jump in the foxhole with them. Don't you agree? I totally agree. And so make sure you go to robsberry.com, check out the book, Confessions of a Top Recruiter, and get in the Game of Networking Facebook group too. There's so much incredible, incredible value being offered there all the time. It's totally free to be a part of it. Uh, and he's a collaborator. It's not It's not just the Rob show. I love that about him too. So Rob, I, we don't have a ton of time left with you. And I want to I dig more into the book because there's really some powerful stuff here. Uh, and, you know, page 109, definitely, uh, you know, that's the real clincher. The highlight. The highlight. <laughs> the highlight. No, I, I do. I really want to talk, though, about the this space of systematizing and, and really being a professional. And one of the things as a recruiter and one of the things that you talked about that really stood out to me is you kind of called BS on some of the stuff that you hear out there and see from people out in the out in the world of network marketing that you know warm market is dead or that you you shouldn't be thinking about your warm market and I really loved the way that you talked about that because I, I think that when we when we're in this space of I don't want to touch my warm market we're really in a space of of fear and you really talk about how if you're in a space of service that 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 distinction almost goes away completely. And so how did that how did that happen for you in your personal experience? And then how have you shown others how to do that, too? It's a mindset shift, right? I mean, if you're unwilling to approach the people you care about the most, how much of an opportunity is what you have really an opportunity? And you say, well, it is. Well, so you're so worried about the way that they may judge you. I mean, what if one of 50 of all your family members from both sides, if, you know, you got a spouse or partner, you know, and everyone you've known, whatever, cousins, aunts, you know, however many people you got in your family, I don't care, 10, 20, 50, whatever. What if one person you could change their life, but you're one willing to do it because people may misjudge you. People misjudge you no matter what. I mean, I joke around the people are going to judge you because you're too fat. They're going to judge you because you're too skinny. Oh, she just likes apples for lunch and breakfast. She doesn't eat anything. That's what people do. They judge you, right? So you just look at it and you say that you're a giver, but you're being selfish. Like if you truly believe about it, it's, it's actually more than just mindset. That's where it starts. You're actually telling the world you don't believe in what you have enough. Well, I don't feel like you really deserve success then. So regardless if they reject you or not, it doesn't mean you're hard closing or hard selling. Of course you're not. But you're inviting them to take a look. And why would you not want to have the people you love and care about the most Come be a part of something that you get to do together. I mean, I think of how many family members, you know, that started with me and quit. I'm like, man, if they would have stuck it out. I know, I know, I know, I know so many of them could have the lifestyle. And now I'm pissed off because I go on vacations to Bora Bora and they can't come. And it bugs me. 
and I go to Monte Carlo and they can't know I'm dead serious. And it bothers me. And it's like, want to go with the whole family Christmas, both, you know, the, my whole side of the family, they can't come. They didn't stick it out. Like for me, it's not just, you look at the money, it's the memories that you can create. It's the impact that you can have. And yep. so I look at Warren Market and also how much more likely is someone willing to take a look when they know you versus, you know, good old Betsy that you just met on social media, right? It's, it's so, there's so many different dynamics to it. Now that doesn't take away from creating new contacts and generating new leads and meeting new people, social media online and offline, of course. We're not, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. You're going to do both. But I believe when someone starts, they should start with that warm market. I think it's a declaration to yourself of your commitment and a declaration to the world. And I do think that it makes a huge difference. I, I love that. And it's important. It, it's a, it, I, And to your point, it's as important for you as it is for them, because I think it's a gut check of how serious you really are about this thing. And, you know, doesn't mean you have to do it today. However, if you're noticing that you're resistant there, that's a thing to get curious about. So that that was a big thing I took away. The other thing that I that I just was cracking up about and that I think is is something that is so important. You talk about just how incredibly important follow up is. And you talked about the guy who very well could have been the one who recruited Rob Sperry, who went on to be the number one recruiter in the company. He did end up joining and the time before you were ready to go and uh, and this guy, he didn't he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He didn't follow up, even though you told him to do it. Right. Brett. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ran into him again probably a year ago and reminded him of it just to kind of give him a little, you know, <laughs> then I kind of twisted it a little bit. And he didn't realize it because, you know, I didn't want to tell him how interested I was. Uh, because I felt like if I was doing that, I was pretty much saying yes, because when I'm yes, I'm yes. You guys know that about me. And so I just didn't say I was interested or not. I just said, I'll take a look. And I, in my mind, I was, I was done. I was going to do it. And he never reached out again. And we don't realize that the fortunes and the follow-ups, plural, and we do the work of building up the courage to invite them, but then we're so scared that we project that they're going to say no, that we don't follow up with them. And so it, it was just such an important lesson for me early on before I even started of until they give you a no, you're going to keep following up with them. And even when they give you a no, what I would do is, and I talk about this in a book, in the book is, and this is where you can use contact mapping is I would reach out to him two weeks later. I'd put it in my calendar years ago and I'd reach out to him two weeks later, non-business related conversation message. And just say, hey, I appreciate you so much for taking a look. I know it wasn't the right time for you, but uh, I know you're really busy and I just wanted to say thank you. That was it. I put another reminder in my phone two months and four to six months later and reach out non-business related. Now, sometimes you have a reason to reach out again, something changed in their life, your life, right? And then, of course, eventually, you know, the time would come where I would reach out to them. But I was playing the short game of approaching, but also the long game as well for the people that said no. And that is one of the, the ways I became the top recruiter because for me, to be honest, I was scared out of my mind to reach out to cold contacts. Like to me, that was like death. That was like, at the time it was like, you could pay me any amount and it almost wasn't worth it. So I had to figure out how to master the warm contacts and even the ones that said no, but I had like a point of reference and how could I turn these not necessarily warm, but cold contacts that knew me now. So they're not completely cold 
into warm contact. So I turned no's into warm contact. Some of those people joined two, three, four, five, six years later. Rob, we're going to let you run because we love you and we respect you and you have a hard stop. You are one of the few guys that I know that's at the top of his game that is his word when it comes to respecting follow-up and respecting remembering and all that stuff. We will back you to the mat, whether it's Monte Carlo, whether it's Bora Bora, whether it's Salt Lake City, Utah. We love what you stand for morally, your family, what you're doing with your kids. I've asked you to be on this show so many times, and you said, no, tennis practice, buddy. And that was that simple. It, it absolutely was a priority. And I'm telling you, we can all learn from that because you have crafted an unbelievable life on your terms, and you're teaching people to do the same thing. We love you. Say goodbye to him, Adrian. We love you, man. Thank you so much. RobSperry.com slash confessions, and we'll see you next time, Rob. Thanks for the example you guys set. Thanks for having me on. See you, buddy. Holy mackerel. Is yeah. he the best or not? He is the best. He absolutely is. And uh, we are going to have our heads chopped off by some uh, some upper thirds until I get us adjusted here. So What's hang going tight on? For, just because now that Rob's gone, we got our heads being chopped off. By oh, really? Good. So now we're back in business? Now we're back in business, Hello, baby. my son. How Hello, are you? my father. I am good. I'm good. I, so I, I love that book. And so do make sure you go and check out Rob's new book. It is, it, it's a system around recruiting and that's what I appreciated so much about it. And one of the things that it talks about and and I've actually, I, you know, I've had a little bit of a change of heart on this subject recently is he talks about scripts and I, and I liked the way that he talked about scripts because, you know, to me, I, I used to be super anti-script because I don't want to, I don't want to be talked to like I'm just a number, right? And so I'm still against, you know, completely cornball scripts. We don't cornball like. script. However, people, it, it's so helpful when you have some languaging that you can use that's going to help you to know what to say. We we all need that, and it helps us to be able to move faster. It helps us to get more into action. And so Rob talked about that. He talks and and he talks about it in that way of scripts have a place scripts help you to be able to know kind of the formulas of the right things to say and give you some examples of how to say them and then you can customize them and you can start learning to kind of swap things around and i i was loving that because we just launched something in contact mapping it's a free challenge and it is called 10 days of holiday cheer with contact mapping and what we're doing is just that we have created little a segue boy little are you prompts segue boy how about that little segue boy we said we have daily prompts of here's the kind of person that i want you to send this to so today's was to send it to some people who you really admire and we're giving you a little set of languaging of how to write a text message to that kind of person we're giving you some cute gifts that you can use in that message and it's been amazing and i have had multiple people getting 100 response rates from people that they really admire who they're sending these things to. And we've just turned it into this really fun little challenge that is running between here and in the end of the year. And the purpose of that is to set you up so that you're having conversations now during a time when it's really easy to have a, a good reason to send somebody a message and, and to express some kindness, not to send it on Christmas day when people are busy and getting a million other messages and to lead those into some real heartfelt, authentic conversations 
in January that you can book now and have yourself set up. And so if you want to go and check that out, you can go to contactmapping.com slash cheer and be a part of that. It's totally free. It's just something fun that we're doing. It's a little bit of an experiment and uh, people are loving it. It's been super cool. And so what, are we going to a break pretty quick? We got about a minute and a half. Okay. So here's what I want you to get. Rob Sperry, we can't tie his shoes. We can't tie Eric Worre's shoes. Those guys have the skills and maybe even the tools down pat. But here's the deal. The product, the skills, and the tools are here. And then one above, that's the system. And that's what we're talking about with those scripts. Then you create a culture where you got a lot of people rowing the boat together. The magic happens. And our total sweet spot is in that community. Because they've been telling you to use the script forever, but they never really told you how to make it yours and make it part of you. They just had you reading stuff. We are the opposite of that. We've got a community that's just like an AA meeting that is going to let you come in there and get your brains beat in until you don't. And all of a sudden you're realizing that you are not terminally unique. You're not the one that can't get this. You're the one that can do this along with everybody else. The people that are jumping in the foxhole with us how much time do I have? Five, Five seconds? seconds? Oh, ridiculous. I'm a terrible talk show host. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Leash you guys out. <laughs> Susanna oh, Royer. Suzanne, Doug Stare, would you please tag some people? Frank Lopez, you're a beautiful man. Love you all so much. It just works. It works. You can do it. And I called you Susanna. Sorry, Suzanne. Yeah, this works. Amen. What are we doing now? Are we back? We're not. We're back in three seconds. And we're back. Back to my favorite subject, Tom Chenault. How you doing? This is Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. We got rid of our guests, so now we can freebase it. Oh, is that freebasing or freelance? Freebasing is drugs. Sorry about that. Freelancing is better than freebasing, so don't freebase. Freelance. Maybe freewheel might free be. Freewheel might be better than both of those, so that's the best. <laughs> you guys, you guys have got to know you can do this, and you're going to make mistakes like freebasing instead of freelancing or freewheeling, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Because I'm telling you, they're going to feel your heart a lot more than they're going to feel your words. And when you start getting vulnerable, when you start getting authentic and you start getting real, everything changes your way. And that's what I want to do. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm still stuck on freebasing, but you're, you're, you're totally right. And here's the thing, right? If you can laugh at yourself, if you can get out there in the arena and get some mud on your face and some blood on your elbows and get in the mix and then not take yourself too seriously and just allow yourself to be imperfect and out there, then good things happen. And I am living proof of how not to do that for a long time and getting slowly better. And so it's, it, it is, it's one of these things where learning the power of just getting out there and doing it messy is one of the things that has helped me tremendously. And that does not is like totally counter to the fabric of my being. What is so the bane? Of, wait, wait. So what's the bane of my wife's existence right now? That, so you got the guy in, you know, Adrian's post, I'm doing something. Adrian's post with the guy in the Christmas outfit. What's that guy's name? Will Elf. Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. Yeah, so that guy, you know, he walks in the room and he's got the big smile and he's got the crazy, the crazy shirt on. The, and, you know, you can't help but love him. 
I can't wear that thing because anytime that anything that makes me look more bulky, I don't like. But now this is my wife. She hates this. These are all bird shoes. And I bought three pairs of them, three different colors. And I match them, mismatch them all the time. And it just makes people who are tightly wound absolutely livid. And it makes the people that are thinking I'm Patch Adams smiling from ear to ear, loving like crazy, then loving more, whose stomach is so big he can't even remember what color his shoes are. <laughs> bang, bang. It works like a charm. Tell one on yourself instantly, be smiling. And they go, it doesn't even matter to that old man. His shoes are mismatched. He's a doddering fool, but look how happy he is. And then they want to know me. That's what I want you to do. Get related instantly. Right or wrong? That's, I'm just happy you were taking your shoes off and not something else. Oh, yeah, and, no kidding. Yeah, just when that shift happens, you're just in your peripheral vision. You get really nervous. So, yeah. Yes, I agree. And that was a, a wholesome example that was okay for Facebook. So yeah, thank you very much. You don't need to be getting kicked off social media. Oh my goodness. Get related. That's, that's the key. And by learning how to do that, I, you know, Rob's example that he said, I was doing 300 non-business related reach outs or connections with people every month. Yeah. That's, you know, that, that's, what propelled him. And I think fundamentally that's what propelled him, right? You got to make that, you got to be out there asking people to check out what you have, but you've also got, you, if that's all you ever do and you are just like a, a barking chihuahua, as you like to say, and all you're ever doing is just ask, you know, just after it and asking and asking and asking, and you're not out there giving, you're not out there building relationships and contributing to people, then it's just not going to work. People are, people are going to run for the hills when they see you coming and they're going to sense it. Even online, they're going to sense it. You know, think about the people that reach out to you cold and you send, you send you a random Facebook connection from a stranger and you take one look at their profile and you go, nope, you know, delete because you know, you can just tell, you can tell. And so be a person of contribution that also knows how to ask those two things together. That's where the goodness occurs, I think. Yeah. And live in that. Think of how much you can give and more, the more you give, it's crazy. They talk about it. Once you get known for that, I was talking to my buddy Armand the other day, he's a company owner. And he said, you know what I love about you, Tom, is everybody seems to like you. Everybody seems to trust you. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I believe it to be true because I remember everybody so much and they never fall through, you know, they're never in that manipulative state with me. And you can do that no matter what. Make sure that you're just pouring so much love on people that they cannot avoid the love you're pouring on them. And sooner or later, they're going to jump in the foxhole with you, at least emotionally, maybe not business-wise, but you're not going to be looking at like that agenda-driven, whatever it is you sell for a loving person. We agree or not? I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, it, it and then it gets to be fun, right? Because you because of those seeds that you have sown, you are connected to incredible people. You are, you know, you get these opportunities to go and, and be on big stages. You get these opportunities to go and, and speak to people who, you know, a lot of people would dream of getting to be in front of. And that doesn't happen overnight. That happens over becoming that kind of person of contribution and showing, you know, showing up that way, for a long enough time that people believe that that's who you truly are. And that's really, really where thing, where the rubber meets the road. And yet there was some guy named Montague 
And then there was a woman named Cox or something like that. I, you know, Jen just, Cox, my buddy. Okay, so then you now have somebody else just showed up because of Nemo Warfield. The power of the tag, if you take a look at how many people trusted Doug Stare to hop on this call, there you go. it's unbelievable. And if you'll just reach out and touch someone, life is going to get better for you. But when you're playing secret agent with everything, you are going to lose. So take us home. I think Don and Allison Gad, I don't even know Don's last name. Hobbs. Don Hobbs. They're going to come on next week? They haven't committed yet, but I invited them and I don't let anybody say no. We hereby announce it. Don Hobbs of Success Magazine and Allison Gaddy, who are powerhouses in EXP Realty and just amazing people, are going to join us next week on Legacy Leadership. So make sure you're back with us next week. We love you and we'll see you soon. All right, everybody. Hey, we aren't gone. We're not gone. We're on Facebook and uh, and it's almost Christmas. We should probably you say guys, it's too. almost time for Santa Claus. You know, so everything is evergreen. So the show wasn't about Christmas because it's going to air probably after Christmas. No, it airs Saturday or something. on Christmas Eve. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the day, everybody, the cool thing about Christmas is the people. And here's my tip. You know how you have those relatives, you're going over there and you're not allowed to talk about this, that, and the other thing. Remember, 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 ask, reach out to the people that are going to be there and set the Christmas party up by loving them so much with some kind words about what, when they won the 50 yard dash in fourth grade and you remember it, remember something beautiful about them. Ask them how they're doing. Try to get them to give you an update on their life before Christmas so you can go there and ask them about what's going on that's great. And I am telling you, you are going to notice a difference in the whole Christmas event inside of your family, right or wrong? 100% right. And that's what you do. So we love you. We want you to have, are you going out of town next week? Next week, yeah. Holy mackerel. So I may be winging it alone. No, I'll be here on Tuesday. You promise? Yeah. Okay, good. I love him like a son. <laughs> You're like a father to me. All right. We're <laughs> we'll out of here. Later. Merry Christmas. Love you all.